Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. Lewis, are you ready? I am ready, George. Excellent. Well, I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grumbacher. Lewis Efron is a globally recognized writer, speaker, and award-winning Fortune 200 People executive. His new book, The Next Level, Unleashing the Perfection, Beauty, and Power Within You, is... I realize I got a little bit out over my skis. When is the book coming out, Lewis, or is it already out? Well, no, it's hopefully going to be out by the end of this year. It's still in final stages, and the goal is the end of this year, if all goes well. Nice. Well, this is your third time, so welcome back on, Lewis. Refresh our memory a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure, George. Well, thanks for having me back. I greatly appreciate it. I always love speaking to you and your listeners. So I am, um, I think if you sort of put me in a nutshell here, I am a husband, father, writer, and teacher is sort of what I boiled it down to when I really thought about who I am. Um, right now I'm in in Scotland in a rented cottage with my wife and uh, two daughters. I have a daughter 11 and a daughter who's seven. And we were out here visiting my wife's family who's from here. My wife was born and raised over in Scotland and we got two of our flights canceled and then the UK went into lockdown and we were between homes over in the US. So we ended up renting a place. So um, we're, we're in a, a beautiful place luckily until things settle down the world. Um, I love to run, I love to hike, I love to motorcycle ride, still love building Legos. It's been a childhood nice. um, interest of mine, which is fun, and uh, and love to travel. So, um, and those, yeah, that's a little bit about me and my work. You mentioned, actually, should I toss that in there? I'm sure, sorry, that's, perfect. It's important. Um, so my, my company is The Voice of Purpose, and what I basically do is help individuals and organizations discover and fulfill their purpose and really accelerate their personal and business performance. And one of the things I'm most passionate about is obviously helping others. It's sort of my my goal in life. And um, so that's what I do in my sort of personal life and my, my business. I love it. And you are now, this is going to be your fourth, fifth book, third? Fifth tenth? book, actually. Fifth, fifth book. book. Nice. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm always curious. Are you in the habit of trying to write every day? Yeah, I I write every. Day. I tell you, it's something that I absolutely love. I've always loved writing since the day I've I was able to hold a pencil. I've been writing short stories and plays, and and when I moved into business from my my life at theater, I started writing business. But I I love writing. I love the written word. I love reading. So I I write every single day. Um, whether it be sometimes I'm really busy on a on my phone, I'm on a treadmill, or during a run. But um, I I definitely write every day. Nice. I appreciate that. So tell us about the new book. What 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 was the motivation? 
Yeah, so it, this is along with my my ultimate goal in life, obviously, to enlighten, inspire, and teach, which is what I say is my purpose is in life and the way, what I've discovered I do best. And my goal is to help improve people's lives. I mean, there are, as, as we probably spoke before, about 85% of the world population isn't happy with what they do. We only get one one chance to live, and I'm always trying to help with all my work and all my articles and everything I do, trying to help people um, realize their full potential, have a more fulfilled and happy life. So this book is in line with that. There's a model in in there to help you, again, release your, your perfection, your beauty, your power, and make you really successful and enable you to realize your dreams in life. And that's what the book's about, and it's structured that way, and it's all my work is intended to put some strategy and science behind um, these processes so it's not just you get lucky to find where you need to be in life. It's to help you, put you provide you tools and a path to help you get there. Well, I certainly appreciate that. I'm a big fan of intentionality and trying to put myself in a position to be successful and to be happy and, you know, daily practices and things like that. So when, when, when you say the next level, what – what is the level before that? Yeah, so the, the, the model of the book is sort of in sort of Maslow's hierarchy sort of sort of format. And the base of the book is, and the base of what I'm trying to bring to people is you're starting with perfection. And the interesting thing about life, the ironic thing about life is we're all born perfect, you know, resilient, curious, um, wanting to succeed and be successful in whatever we're trying to do, whether it be crawl, stand, walk, run. And the process of living often beats us out, beats that out of us, right? We have bad experiences, things don't go the way we want them to go, and we lose that perfection. So at the base of the pyramid, really the starting of the pyramid, that first level, is embracing your perfection and what you were sort of your God-given perfection, what you came into this, this earth um, with, and getting back to that. And once you have that foundation, you continue to build up, and the next level is your your North Star, which is your purpose, right? If you don't have a, a map, you don't know where you're going, you can't ever get there. So that's the next level. And then moving and, – and this is, again, if you fulfill the first level, you can get to the next level and fulfill that level. And if you keep moving up the pyramid, it's moving past fear, right? Once you embrace your, your natural perfection, inherent perfection – you you understand where you're going and where you need to go in life, why you, what your sort of North Star is, then you need to understand how do you move past fear. And I spent a lot of time talking about this in the book, right? The fear that holds us back in life. And once you're able to break through that level, you move into your circle. And these are people around you that are most important in your life to your success, right? Because you're, you're really some of the people that you connect with and you hang out with. And so building the appropriate circle to help you move you in your path of your North Star to help bring out that perfection, that beauty, the power within you. And once you get through that, you move into um, the concept and the level beyond you, which is recognizing that there's more than just you to your existence, right? You're connected to a larger picture and framework. And then finally, once you get there, you move into the, the top level, which is realizing your dream. So it's sort of built again, Maslow's hierarchy, fulfillment as you move up the, the level. Nice. Well, I certainly appreciate that. And this very much resonates. Uh, I, I certainly resonate with everything that you've been talking about because I've been, I've been exploring these ideas um, just on, on my own, or at least I've been trying to as, as of late. When you talk about or, or, or talk to people about this idea that, that everybody was born perfect, do people sort of look at you crazy 
or or to just how 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 you, does that usually work? You know, I presented a lot on this, and actually, it does resonate with people. They they sort of they sort of get it, right? Um, because when you're when you're young, no one's born thinking they're fat or ugly or, or dumb or you can't accomplish something. Right? As a child. You come in or infant, you come into this world and your your goal is that you're trying to, you know, crawl, run, walk, like I said, jump, do whatever you're trying to do. And there's never a time in your head when you fall down as a child and you think, I'm not going to get up and try again. Right. You, you do it. Um, that resilience is in you. And if you look at examples in in the, in the adult world, right, the people like the Michael Jordans of the world that claim their success is based on as many times they fall down, right, the more they fall down, the more they learn and grow. It's a growth mindset. Um, and people really get it. Because every time you fall down as a child, you learn something and you have that resilience to get back up until you eventually walk. But we lose that as adults, because someone um, says something said negative, you get something bad happens. And that's what you could read. That's what you start remembering, because we have a tendency to remember the bad things that happen to us more than the good things, right? And while we may have thousands of good things that happen in our life, it's that one or two bad things that we focus on. But as children, we we always bounce back. And so I think the, the examples of Albert Einstein's and Oprah Winfrey's, all those people in, in life that were able to always come back despite harsh feedback or comments and they figured they could learn from everything that they took in to get better. And that's sort of where that, that level of starting with perfection sort of comes from. And it has resonated, which is interesting. You know, when you think about it, for me, it makes complete sense. And for the audience that presented this, presented this concept, it makes sense. Oh, I, I totally agree. I think, yeah. I mean, you think about the massive amount that, 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 that the world does pile on us. And especially when we're little and we're, we're, we're younger, we don't necessarily have the tools to, to, to suss out, well, that doesn't make any sense. That's not really true. That's just somebody putting their junk or their crap on me. But so often, and I know it's been true for me, you, you carry that stuff with you. And it's just, I, and I don't know anything about the science. You could probably help me. It's embedded in your subconscious. And it's just these loops that, 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 that we keep running. And unless we're consciously doing the work to break those loops, that's just how it's going to go. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, these are natural responses to to sort of life. I know Seth Godin, who I really admire, talks about sort of lizard brain, right? Of um, it's based in evolution, right? We we develop these fears, and it's to keep us out of harm's way, right? To keep us from from struggling. And um, when you're trying to grow and get better, um, that requires struggle. But our our brain is wired to avoid struggle. So it's an interesting dynamic, and I dig a lot into this in my chapter around fear is trying to understand when your brain is telling you that there's real fear and you need to respond to that appropriately and when that fear that you're experiencing is just keeping you back from struggle and it'll help you grow. That's it, that's such an interesting thing um, because I, I, I talk to people about how our brains, the, the same part of our brain that responds to mortal danger is the same that responds to losing money. So when you see the stock market going down, you have the same response, this, this, this fight or flight of the building is on fire and I need to get out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I write, I, you know, I talk about this in the book. I'm like, if someone throws a brick at you, right. I mean, your natural response is to get out of the way. That's a good thing. Right. But the, the same elements that's involved in that, so that struggle and that change and that, that, um, 
unknowing of what's going on, what's going to happen in the future, is the same thing that happens when you go get up on stage or you're you're competing at a sporting event or um, anything else that that pushes you to, to grow, even asking a question right in an audience. Um, those same elements exist in both the good and bad fear. And so unless you can suss that out, you're going to cower to it and not be able to fulfill your full potential. So how do we go about sussing that out? Yeah, so I use, in the book, I talk about one thing I use as a director um, a lot called emotion memory, which is um, going through, walking through the steps when you have the time. There's there's a couple tools I offer. One is that tool of spending time thinking about the scenario you're about to go into that you may be afraid of, whether it be an interview or a first date, whatever it may be, and envisioning that in your head in a positive light. Um, and it's very powerful because what happens is when you do this, your brain can't determine when you really engulf yourself in an imaginary sort of world, your brain can't determine the difference between the reality and the imagination. So if you do this you and experience this in a positive light and you feel the emotions, whether it be what you hear and what you smell and what you taste, uh, how you feel, um, your brain recognizes that. And if you walk through your scenario that way before you even go into the scenario it's like living it once and then when you live it the second time it's it's not scary anymore because you've already gone through it so it's one exercise that i use and then something i supplement with it is so this this um this flow chart uh fear assessment flow chart which basically helps you determine if the risk associated with what you're doing is worth the benefit of what you can gain from it, it helps you make a determination in that in that scenario. Because a lot of times we will difference between fear is something that's actually real, and the difference of anxiety, which grows out of fear, is is something that um, is is unknown in a lot of cases, right? You don't know if it'll actually happen. Getting on stage, right? You may things may go bad and someone may make fun of you and it may not go well, right? That could be a realistic um, thing. But when you look at the risk of getting on stage potentially to present to an audience that you can help them get better, maybe improve lives and improve your career as a result of it and have a chance to shine, the risk is a lot greater than you're not going to die going up on stage, right? So this tool is to help you sort of easily put the process through the flow chart in a quicker manner when you don't have the luxury of doing an emotion memory type of exercise to help you determine if it makes sense to go forward or not. I think that that's excellent right there. You know, I think that everybody who's listening can think about times in their lives. And you mentioned whether or not you should ask a question during a presentation. Should I raise my hand or, or, or oh my gosh, or should I go introduce myself to that person? Should I talk to that person? It's probably small little decisions that that that, that we choose not to do out of fear uh, throughout the course of the day. But then also, it's, it's also the really big things that you're talking about. Like, should I accept the invitation to to speak or put myself out there? And if you're not going through an exercise like that, just saying, okay, I know that I feel this way, but is it really a, a reasonable way for me to feel that way? Yeah. And, and it's a human it's a human response, right? We shouldn't feel I mean a lot of people talking about trying to crush and get rid of fear, but you can't. It's part of who we are. So right. it's a matter of uh, I heard someone say about dancing with fear, right? It's about really coexisting with it and making sure that you're in the driver's seat. Um, and and doing what you need to do because everything you do you don't ever get rid of it I mean getting on a, a stage is always scary and I had a, a directing mentor of mine early in my theatrical career that told me once you, if you ever lose the fear of getting on stage 
your performance is dead because that that fear also helps make you better right and and grow you but you can't let it overpower you and that's the that's the goal behind it so i think a lot of people are trying to you know get rid of fear and it's it's a it's something you just can't do so you have to learn how to master it really and that's yeah. what the book talks about i think that's excellent i could see what that would be de- really a sort of a demotivator if i'm trying to to, to, to crush or master fear um where because it's just not ever going to go away <laughs> yeah so, yeah it's part of it's probably something you have to embrace right it, it, it is yeah. helpful in a lot of cases oh, i love it well lewis savage nation is ready for your difference making tip what do you have for them yeah so i um the one thing that's been most transformational in my life which i'll share and i may have shared it on your show before george but i'm gonna do it again because it's been so important in my life and it's the quote from uh, dr wayne dyer um, from the power of intention if you change the way you look at things the things you look at change and i think now in our current environment more than ever it's so important to think about um think about things in different ways right if you only look at the negatives in life um, that's all you're going to see if you only look at barriers you're never going to see opportunities and in all good times and bad there are things to be grateful for there are always opportunities so if you flip things upside down look at things differently it can be incredibly transformational in your life and that's that would be my my tip for your audience well i think that is great stuff that definitely gets come on come on and lewis thank you so much for coming back on the show Tell us again where Savage Nation can learn more about you. Absolutely. My main place is to go on my website, which is lewisefron.com. You can find all my books there, but also on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all over there. And the one thing I love to do is get connections from LinkedIn. So please connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm also on Twitter and at Lewis Efron, Instagram, everywhere else. But my main thing, my site, lewisefron.com, and LinkedIn is the main place to get me. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Lewis your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to lewisefron.com. That's L-O-U-I-S-E-F-R-O-N.com. You can find him on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram as well. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Lewis. Thank you for having me, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.